Welcome to the Dr. Connect podcast, the home for open conversations, where top experts share their experiences and empower you with transformative education around cancer, health, wellness, and medical technology. If you're looking for better health, global partnership, and want to make a social impact, you've come to the right place. From sacrifice to celebration and the answers on how to turn your life around, please welcome your host, medical oncologist, Dr. Ludmilla Schaefer. Welcome to the Dr. Connects show, the home for open conversations where top experts share their experiences and empower you with transformative education around cancer, health, wellness, and medical technology. I'm your host, Dr. Ludmilla Schaefer, and I'm so excited to be bringing my years of experience as a medical oncologist to the podcast and television world. There is so much happening behind the scenes in the life of people in healthcare that I decided to share many experiences in my book, The Other Side of Oncology, High-Octane Observations from the Medical Front. In today's society, there is a significant disconnect between general population and our healthcare organizations. The other side of oncology documents the victories, courage, and bravery taking place every day in our clinics and hospitals, even in the midst of tremendous hardship. And it helps connect the dots, making the path easier to navigate for patients and caregivers. When my book, The Other Side of Oncology, was released, I could never even imagine that it would become a number one bestseller in eight categories, including healthcare delivery, oncology, medical administration and policy, physician and patient caregiving, physician and patient healing, oncology, and cancer nursing, as well as chemotherapy. If you are looking for a better health, global partnership, and want to make a social impact, you've come to the right place. From sacrifice to a celebration and the answers on how to turn your life around. You can also find our interviews on the podcast. So listen, watch, give a rating, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like our show, subscribe and comment what you like about the show. Go to the website, thedoctorconnect.org, and click the button, submit the question. You can either submit your question, or if you want to share your medical journey or health wellness story, simply type, I want to share, and we will reach out to you. And if you are in healthcare and want to make a legacy through your expertise or passion, you can schedule a free consultation call on National Impact Strategy. Whether you are a clinician, researcher, entrepreneur, mentor, working in industry, leadership, or coaching, you will gain tools how to spread awareness of your expertise. The smile of a child is the most beautiful thing in the world. Pregnancy might prepare mother for parenting, but the brains of dads and other adults are changed by simply engaging in caregiving. Today, our episode is about how moms and dads 
all parents and involved family members transition at home after a new child is born. Today, we will discuss how new moms and neonatal intensive care unit families whose babies were discharged from neonatal ICU and what to do when you transition home. I am so thrilled because I am joined by a very special guest, Dr. Jessica Daigle, board-certified pediatrician and neonatal intensive care unit and pediatric hospitalist. Despite personal challenges, growing up as a young Black female, she became an award-winning physician, educator, and mentor. She is a mom of two kids, both born prematurely. Under her former leadership as a neonatal ICU medical director, the families of her NICU babies were educated, counseled, and reassured about challenges in NICU babies. The benefit of having a community for support and the importance of outpatient follow-up care, that's what Dr. Daigle share. She can relate to the importance of support and education during admission and after discharge for NICU's families based on her personal and professional journey. With that, let's welcome Dr. Jessica Daigle. Welcome, Dr. Daigle. Thank you for having me, Dr. Schaefer. Absolutely. I was so much waiting for this conversation today. And you are a pediatrician. You have so many credentials. I was just telling audience about you. And I think you told me earlier that October is also... Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Yeah, thank you for that. And right now it's a lot of moms, dads, parents listening to us And when there is a pregnancy in the family, it's not only affected one person, it is affected entire family. So I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, learn and see what can we do as a community. Can you tell us about yourself? Yes. So in my 11 years of experience as a physician, I have seen numerous families deal with postnatal distress caused by the natural transition of bringing home and caring for a new baby. And this includes families of babies with history of NICU admission. These families also struggle to care for a child with complex health challenges, and they still also have the unmet needs of the maternal health. The Journal of Perinatal Education actually reports that parents with an infant in the NICU experience depression, anxiety, stress, and loss of control as they vacillate between the feelings of inclusion and exclusion with regard to taking care of their neonate. And other papers have also been published that demonstrate how both men and women have issues transitioning to parenthood because of the physical, hormonal, and neurobiological changes. This is a very important topic. And no matter even how much we prepare, we're still not prepared. So how can we actually prepare ourselves? Preparation actually starts prenatally and in pregnancy. There have been papers on that as well, looking at moms who evaluate their pregnancy journey and their postpartum journey. They actually look at if they work towards lowering the stress and having a support system while they are actually pregnant, that this actually impacted how their labor and delivery went, and even their own anxiety and stress towards caring for their children. 
And caring for children, it requires so much passion, so much grace. And sometimes we can't find validation. Is anything we can do to change this? Yeah, so it is definitely important to have validation of concerns using grace for parents. And that really deals with understanding that a family is going through a complex journey. So 7 to 80% of first-time moms actually experience some type of postpartum distress from blues to postpartum depression. There's an article published in Women in Health that shows the social support is instrumental in promoting well-being in the postnatal period. So what I aim to do with Mom and Me MD is be a source of acknowledging, first and foremost, that moms are struggling in the fourth trimester and postpartum period. That part is so vital that we actually acknowledge hey, this is a challenge and that this time is stressful. And this allows mom to have a safe space to discuss whatever trauma or struggles they are having without judgment. You just mentioned about mom and me, MD. Can you tell me what is it and how does it work? Okay. So mom and me, MD, is a concierge practice that I'm launching in Atlanta that will help moms ease the transition from birth to home. And this was designed because when we see moms and babies in traditional clinic, we're really only afforded 10 to 15 minutes to talk with mom about how she's dealing with her postpartum journey and examine the baby and educate them about caring for themselves and their baby. Each of those topics alone can take hours. And so we're only given 15 minutes. By doing my concierge practice where I actually go into the home and also use virtual meetings, it allows moms the time that they need to be able to talk with me as the professional, as the expert about their journey, about their baby, and get the education and reassurance that they need. So I actually have a YouTube channel that I have launched called Hot Topics Tuesday. And so every Tuesday, I'm releasing vital education and information that can teach a mom about caring for herself and her newborn. And so this would be accessible by other professionals as well, from doulas to counselors to therapists. Anyone who interacts with a mom on her postpartum journey will benefit from this education and information. What is the most valid point, you know, let's say right now, moms that listening to you, having, you know, babies, maybe even in their arms right now, what is the one educational point you can share with us? Feeding is one of the biggest challenges that moms struggle with when they go home, especially if they are breastfeeding. And there's so much information to sift through on the Internet and parents fear doing the wrong thing. Right. And so they often end up going to the ER for non-emergent matters, which a lot of times can be up to 70 percent of ER visits are for things that are typically normal. It's just that moms need to know this is what to expect of their baby. Like, for example, with breastfeeding, they're going to eat a lot the first couple of days called cluster feeding. And some moms think that they're starving their baby when in actuality that's normal. So when you take the time to educate a family about something like cluster feeding, it allows them to have peace of mind and know, hey, I don't have to rush to the ER or to the pediatrician office. Hey, this is something I can actually text Dr. Daigle with through her mom and me MD service and see, is my baby doing okay? And they will get that quick reassurance and peace of mind. I admire this. And a lot of healthcare professionals probably would love to collaborate with you because as we know, like if it's any problems, 
people go to emergency department. And in the emergency department, wait, sometimes it's 10, 12, over 24 hours. And it's not like a specialist like you available in the emergency department. So we actually see a huge help not only help emergency departments all across the nation, but also provide more personalized care. So is any additional information you can share with us about this? Because I believe that the whole healthcare system will benefit from this. Yes, I think understanding what is it that they need to know to best care for themselves and their babies and then providing that reassurance. And the reassurance and the peace of mind comes from knowing more about what to expect. As with anything, right, like you mentioned earlier, as much as we can read, we still can't know everything. But as we are educated along the way about what to expect with our kids from developmental milestones to what things we should be worried about, how we know when they're not doing well, this gives us this competency, gives us the confidence we need to be moms because 90% of moms feel guilty at some point during their journey because they feel like they're not meeting the mark. They're missing some standard. And so that's one of the things I work with too is helping moms manage their guilt and not suffocating under the weight of this mom guilt. And especially when moms, they also working and they have to take care of household. And even right now, we are talking about splitting the responsibilities. I can tell that it's still a lot of moms carrying a huge load on their shoulder, not only taking care of babies, we're talking about going to the grocery store, even simple thing like taking a bath when you have a baby is pretty much impossible. Yeah. You need support. You as a mom and the baby and a relationship with others, all of these things are being impacted when you bring home a new baby. And the Journal of Maternal Child Health actually says that both moms and physicians and clinicians agree that preparation during antepartum period, which is that period before the baby is born, could be beneficial for the postpartum journey and recovery. So we as a healthcare system need to do a lot better from the first time that mom comes in and says she's pregnant. We already know what lies ahead, like how we talk about the first, second, third trimester. We also need to mention the fourth trimester. We need to start mobilizing education and resources while the mom is still pregnant so she feels prepared for her postpartum journey and taking care of herself and her baby. I like how you describe about specific period and seems like, you know, we have very straightforward, you know, first trimester, second trimester, third, but then once we have a baby, I mean, there is no such a thing like first three months, crucial, six months, one year. So how can we manage those milestones? I believe that we also have to create some system when we don't just clump postpartum. I think there are also steps and stages. Don't you think so? Yes, I think it needs to be sort of like a head-to-toe, 360-degree family supports. I would say we know that the first three months after a baby is born has been coined the fourth trimester. And so one of the things that I teach my moms to do is about how to overcome overwhelm, because that is the skill that you need as a parent, no matter if your baby is one week old, 
or they're one year old. There are always going to be situations and things happening that you need to pivot and you have to take a deep breath and say, okay, what am I faced with? What's the one thing I can do right now? Do I need to set boundaries? Your core team of people who you know you can call on in a situation, that could be family or friends, hospital staff, your pediatrician, whoever you know that can help you do your best job for yourself and your baby. Where would you be trying these resources now? I think what we have to do is moms have to undergo a mindset change and releasing guilt is a process. So even myself as a pediatrician who works, I have kids. I also go through that struggle of being the working mom and my passion for taking care of other babies and children while I also have to take care of and manage my own. And so it really boils down to balance and understanding, you know, what it is I'm trying to achieve personally and professionally. And moms have to do that, too. Like every day you're going to take assessment of your needs. And it's not a weakness to ask for help. This actually takes courage to allow other people to help you. And like doing away with that mindset shift, I've had moms who have participated in my postpartum planning who it wasn't their first time being a mom. And they said they didn't ask for help and it really affected their postpartum journey. Whereas the second and third pregnancy, when they allowed family members and other people in their support system to help them, they actually had a much better experience. So changing that mindset, asking for help is going to be important in your postpartum journey. But it's like the mom has also undergone, like you said, physical, emotional changes. And she's central to the baby is however well she does is how well the baby would do. And that's research that has shown that. So anybody in her support system always needs to be checking in with mom like, OK, yeah, you have this for the baby. What do you need for you to do well? What's the best way I can offer help? So one of the things I've recommended is when people are throwing their like baby showers, that the moms actually put down things for like, say, getting help with a doula, which they will come in the home and clean and help take care of other children, laundry, meals. So once you identify who are people you can rely on, give them tasks they want to help. So have that friend that, you know, makes good meals say, hey, I wouldn't mind if you bring over a few meals for us for the week so we don't have to cook. If you have a friend to help you get out the house because you're going to need that too. Self-care is important as a mom in recovery. So you might have that friend that'll say, hey, let's just go grab a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or get something to eat. So real practical things actually help moms. It's just that we need to just be more intentional about providing it and giving those examples because you're right. If you just say, let me know how I can help they're most likely not going to do that. But if you say, hey, what are your plans for dinner today? Or, hey, do you need any help getting laundry done this week? Then that might prompt them to say, oh, yeah, you know, right. I still have a load sitting over there. And then they can say, OK, I'll come over and help you fold and put it up. So it's going to take mom and then her support staff being intentional instead of like vague, but really asking specifically like, what about your meals? What about your house? What about your other kids? What about you? And that's why your expertise is so important. And also what I learned that one of your unique techniques that you teach moms, and I wish this would be all across the nation, create transition to happiness. What is this exactly the technique? I know it sounds simple, but I know you put a lot of work and expertise actually behind the simple words. So creating a happy transition for a family involves one, knowing what lies ahead and understanding that, yes, I'm about to go through a life change. A lot of moms don't give themselves credit for the fact that this is a huge transition 
bringing home a baby. And you need to hold space for that. I had one mom who said she kind of felt lost, like she didn't know who she was anymore. And she kind of missed her old self. And I validated that for her. I say, yes, grieve that in a sense, because that person who didn't have to worry about another human being, you know, like is gone essentially. Because forever now, when you leave the house, you're always going to be like having to think, wait, where's my baby? Or, hey, am I bringing them with me? And hey, do I have everything I need? So understanding that holding space for yourself. So when I talked about that, my postpartum planning is actually part of my creating a happy transition system because it's five things that are affecting when you have a baby. You as the mom, so your physical and emotional well-being, understanding that that's going to change. And so what can you do about that? First, recognize it and then think, what are the things that make me feel safe and happy? And then working towards putting those things in position. The second thing is the baby. So your baby is new too. Like they've been swimming around in fluid <laughs> inside of you. And so everything is new to them too. Sounds and smells and transitioning, they're still undergoing a lot of changes and learning how to breathe and eat properly. And so giving them a little bit of grace too, like you should yourself. Then your relationship with other caregivers, so your spouse or partner and family and friends, you're kind of having to devote a little bit more of your time to a baby. And so sometimes those relationships can tend to be strained. So it's still factoring in those relationships that are important to you and incorporating them in your journey. And then your home life. So like we talked about, life doesn't stop just because you have a child. So you still have chores to do, errands to run. You may have other kids. So what are systems that you can put in place to help you thrive during that time where you feel like there's some matter of control around your house? Things are still getting done that matter to you that still need to get done. And then lastly, like your work or career life. So you know, for some moms, they're going to be going back to work and that creates a sense of strain and sometimes guilt, too, because they may want to stay home with their baby, but financially they may not be able to. And then there's the mom who wants to go back because she likes to work. And that still can be a little challenge because now you're having to deal with child care and things like that. So every part of your life is changing. And so part of creating that happy transition is knowing what parts of your life would be impacted and thinking, what is my ideal situation? Like, what is my best life look like in these areas? And then working to achieve those things. A lot of young couples in nowadays almost afraid to have children because it creates so much responsibility and then financial burden. It's a whole lifestyle change. I mean, we're not even talking about space environment, living environment, work environment. I mean, we have so many other steps and I still feel that we can't put everything on pediatrician. <laughs> we cannot put everything on the healthcare. There is so much more. So, you know, what advice would you give those young couples that are actually listening to you and thinking, oh no, that's so much work now after listening, Dr. Diggle, I don't know what am I going to do. But I think you brought a lot of enlightening points that actually can prepare those young couples. It's all a process, right? So say, for example, you may have gone to college, right? You know, in college, you're going to take some classes. It's going to take four years, but you still have no way of knowing how you're going to manage it until you're in it and you're walking through it every day. But then just like during that time when you needed a little bit more help, 
Okay, you might have went to a teacher or you went to a tutor. So you can be in the best position, maybe financially, or you may already have like a place to live and your finances in order and things like that. But it's just really going to take a little bit of faith and just saying, you know what? Other people have managed to do this millions of times over. <laughs> and so I can too, with the right support and the right systems in place, which is just understanding what it matters to me, my own values, and then taking all of that in will make sure you have as successful of a journey as possible for you. Thank you so much, Dr. Regal. So can you tell us maybe some advice or something else on your heart? Nothing in this life is without the good and the bad, right? Like everything, there's beauty in it, and then there's a little bit of pain. But I think that if you are able to, I think it is a worthy experience. As a pediatrician, I love all of my encounters with babies and children. They're just so authentic in who they are. They're a good example of living life in the moment. <laughs> and so I definitely think for me, my children brought me so much joy. And I struggled too. I had a loss before I had my two children. Both of my kids were preterm. Term. So it wasn't easy, but still, even to this day, I can still say it was worth it. And so that was what I will leave you guys with. <laughs> I'm very sorry about, you know, loss and everything with you discuss. And also I want to send a special prayers to those moms and parents who yeah. having a difficult time right now. Yes. And tell that we do have that support and our prayers. And really, if we can help with anything, they can reach out. Yeah, exactly. That is like one of the hardest things. Like we did have a loss this morning, a one month old, and, and it's always heartbreaking every time. It doesn't matter how long I've been doing this. It's still devastating every time, especially just to see the devastation from the family. Thank you Thank so you. much, Dr. Daigle. And it's been exciting to have you on our show. We can't wait to connect with you. And I urge all audience, please connect with Dr. Jess Daigle is mom and me MD. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being with us on the Dr. Connect show. Do you have a question, an idea for a topic? Or would you like to share your experience or expertise? Go to the website, thedoctorconnect.org, and click the button, Submit the Question. You can either submit your question, or if you want to share your medical journey or health wellness story, simply type, I want to share, and we will reach out to you. And don't forget to follow up us on the social media and join and subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Doctor Connect. We are super excited to have you on this journey with us. Thank you for watching and listening, and we are looking forward to seeing you in the next one. Thanks for listening to The Doctor Connect Podcast. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to leave us a rating and let us know what you think. Do you have a question, an idea for a topic, or would you like to share your experiences or expertise? reach out to Dr. Ludmilla Schaefer at thedoctorconnect.org. And don't forget to follow Dr. Schaefer on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Check out the show notes for all the links. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to connecting with you soon.